Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited for today's guest, Chris Bello. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me on. Doing great, man. I'm psyched to have you. So Chris is somewhere between Houston and Denver. No one will ever know, but we've got <laughs> him down here on the podcast. We're excited Blank to have space him. behind me. You never know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's a college graduate to quit his corporate job three years in, wanted to take hold of the reins of his life and write his own story. After struggling with one side hustle after another, he went all in on residential real estate where he quickly caught momentum. Chris is also the host of the top rated business podcast, the Entrepreneurial Motivation Podcast with 1 million downloads. You heard that correct. He's out there doing work with the podcast world. He documents his journey and interviews incredible guests. His motto is less dreaming more doing and you can find him over at chrisbello.com so chris thanks so much for coming on and you know it, it's it's a trajectory that a lot of people get on right they get started and then they stop right and then they don't get started again or they get lost in their day they get lost in their motivation how are you able to look at one hustle after the other and not get discouraged and not get yourself set off the path for where you want to go into your future that's a great question it was something that a friend from high school actually just DM'd me on Instagram. He was asking that because he said every time he gets punched in the gut, he has a hard time getting back up because obviously, you know, in today's day and age, we all get participation trophies for everything. We're used to winning. Even if you lose, you get something, right? So we're so used to getting something that it feels like it feels bad to fail or to lose. And we don't like to do that. Usually we're, we're not built to continue to lose and just sit yeah. in that disappointment, right? So getting around people who got my mindset right and helped me understand that a failure is just like you're testing a hypothesis, right? So if, if you mess up or something doesn't work out, okay, what did you learn from it? Try it again, tweak something. And the faster you fail, the more often you fail, you start getting used to it. You develop a failing muscle in a way where, okay, I didn't lose as much money that time. It didn't hurt as bad that time. I knew what to expect. And you fail better in a way. You lose less money. I just posted a stats about this yesterday, how it's just so funny how now I don't even, it doesn't phase me. I don't even care if I fail. Something that might set somebody back for a week is now more like a, oh, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this instead, right? So it, it takes practice and just flexing that failure muscle. You get stronger in a way. And it doesn't hurt as bad and you just become more successful over time because you don't even look at it. You don't even know what failure is. It's just a, a something you tried that didn't work. Yeah, that's so right. It's really just hedging your downside to realize that that's going to happen. But if you just don't yes. set the narrative that, oh, I want to prevent the downside, it's always going to be there, right? But it's you allowing exactly. yourself the opportunity to look for the next step, look for the next agenda, look for that next horizon to push yourself forward. When you found residential real estate, what, what was it that popped in your mind is that I can build momentum. I can take grasp of this and really just take off. Yeah. So with residential real estate, it was one of those things where you hear so many podcasts and you read so many books that so many of the wealthy people acquired that wealth mostly through real estate or they have investments. And, and you know, you hear the stories of people who have rental properties, you know, they go on the vacation in Salt Lake City or Park City, Utah, and then they rent it out during the year and they've always been investing in property. So I had that nugget in my mind. 
didn't know how I would get there. I worked in oil and gas after I graduated from college, for example. And I just, I just didn't know how to do it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to work all the time. I don't have time. I'm busy. How am I going to get there? And so it was deep down in the back of my mind. And as soon as I quit the job and I had plenty of time and no idea what to do still, that's when I started looking more closely. Like, you know, just because I studied supply chain in college doesn't mean I can switch my career. I mean, it, it felt weird, right? I had a good job in my degree. Why would I go to supply or to uh, real estate from, from supply chain? Before you and, jump there, I got to ask you a question. So you quit your job. Most people would be so scared to take that step, right? So so talk to me about that one moment when you said, I'm out. Like, What was the thought? What was the thought was, I'm just going to figure it out or I have no idea or, or you know, I, I hope I got it. What was the thought that went through your mind when you said, I'm out? I'm, I'm an extremely optimistic person. I think anyone who meets me, maybe I'm maybe most entrepreneurs are kind of overly optimistic in a way. Cause then you're crazy enough to try things that most people won't. Exactly right. And <laughs> yep. I, I heard in a book, I think it was four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, where if you really think about what's the worst that can happen, most of the time you might lose a little bit of money, something might, you know, you might not, it might not go the way that you want, but I think of that quote, that funny meme that's like, but did you die? Like the one guy who's in the hangover, I forget, I forget what his name is, but it's true. Like, did you die? Are you still here? I mean, you may lose money. Your business may fail. That podcast you started may not get the momentum you expected, but did you die? No, you're still here. Keep showing up. And so I had that mentality. I was like, the worst thing that could happen is I blow through my savings. I sell my house. I move back in with my parents. Not too bad. You know, my mom's a great cook and you know, <laughs> she, you're, she you're would love right. to have me back. Yeah, on the on the worst case scenario, it's like you start like talking about starting a podcast. People think, well, if I start a podcast, well, I could fail. Then everybody, nobody will talk to me again. If I walk in the street, they're going to throw darts at me, right? And then right. they'll be like, that would be the the, the one thought. The like, worst case, mind, like, so I can never start it, right? Because that's what's going to happen. Where, where like that's a, like a one half or one half or one half. And that's not even that bad. Like they don't even know how many downloads you got. You can't really even tell very easily, right? For all they know, you have a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Or the other side, you could become Joe Rogan, right? But you you never, your exactly. mind never thinks of that because that, you're what so you said right the there. Other part, right. You're like, oh, I'm stuck right it. there where it is. But if you turn it around, if the worst case possible scenario could happen, well, why can't the best? What's the best case? Yeah. And most people don't think about that. Just like you said, they only think about like that fear, right? It's yeah. rational for us to go back to that fear. What's the worst case? We want to be safe. We want to be protected, right? We don't want to stray from the pack. But it's not until you do that and you take the risks and you get ridiculed and rejected that you separate yourself from the pack and the pack looks to you as the leader, like the Joe Rogan. That's every, I think that's every podcaster's dream is how do we get to Joe Rogan's level, get yep. a deal with Spotify, have a really cool podcast studio, right? That's, that's like right. the goal. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I, I sideline you off your journey here. So you quit your job. You're oh, hopefully cool. not moving back with your mom. You're optimistic. You're ready to move forward and you just go on this journey. So what did the journey look like? What did those steps look like to carry you forward to where you are today? So my, my optimism was definitely a little on the high side. And, you know, yeah. I, I had a college degree, thought I was, well, I still feel like I'm smart, but, you know, thought I was super smart. I was going to figure it out. Oh, I went to college. I saved this company millions of dollars during my time there. Clearly, I, I've got a gift, right? I can do that with my own company, create a product, be successful, and I kind of fell on my face a little bit, you know, like I posted about it. I wasn't afraid to share what I was doing next with my, my audience and my previous coworkers and colleagues. And people got on my email list. I was trying to create a product for the supplement space to hold powders and pills. Little did I know how much effort and time and money goes into creating a physical product. 
And so I never really thought it out. And, you know, I was thinking maybe 15 or $20,000 and we'd be, we'd have something in front of us. Little did I know the tooling alone was like 70 grand on top of intellectual property and patent attorney fees and getting a patent done. So uh, I think between a partner and I, we were out $40,000 and literally I only had 60,000 in the bank account. So I wasn't looking at the math, but it wasn't looking very good. I blew through most of my savings and we weren't making money and we didn't have a finished product. And so, yeah, I I kind of let people know like, Hey, we're, we're struggling through this. We're trying to work on this thing and eventually reached a point like it's burning a hole in my pocket and I'm not making considerable income at all. I was trying to flip stuff at garage sales. You know, I'd make 20 bucks here, 50 bucks there, but it wasn't going to pay my mortgage. (laughs) And that's when I started focusing like, okay, Chris, let's, let's pivot a little bit. Real estate, wholesaling. Ooh, what's that? Let's do that. Let's get our real estate license. Let's get plugged into that community. And I guess just the person, the personability, maybe I'm a, I'm a good people person. It ended up working much faster than I expected. And now of course, my life, I, I won't be moving back home. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> they would probably enjoy that. They really yeah, love sure, it. Sure, they'd love know, it for a few empty days nesters. Here. <laughs> you, know, you talk about, but that's, that's kind of a, a good uh, comparable part to most people's life is that they get stuck in something that they're just not happy with, but then they yes. stay there, right? They stay right. there instead of, you said, okay, I'm trying this business. I want this to work, but it's not. And I, and at that point I realize it and I, I take responsibility for it instead of trying to hide it and like just trying to power through and just be stubborn in your own mind and say, it's time to pivot because I can, I can help in a, in a better capacity to go in a different direction. And, you know, you know kudos to you, man, power to you. Cause most live their life. Like, ah, I hate what I'm doing. You know, I just got to get through this another week and I'll go on vacation. I'll come exactly. back and all, oh, and then Janie's not great. Or Doug, you know, is going to have a meeting with me and just, oh, and that's all you hear is the negative side of it where the same front, why can't you make a change? What can you do it? You know, you sound like one that, you know, you can go make money, right? So whether you're, you know, flipping um, cars or garage sales or whatever it is, you're going to go out there and find a way to keep yourself carrying forward. And everybody can do that. But most won't just because of either whether it's objectively what people think or just think they can't. Usually those two sideline them from ever taking action to go after their dreams and goals. Right. And I can understand it gets more difficult as you maybe start a family or have children that are depending on you, you're paying for their school. So I had none of those things, right? I mean, I have, I have a girlfriend I've been dating and obviously we're getting serious. We've been dating for four years. We just moved States together. So that's, it's just us two. And we've got three pets. But at the time when I first started, I had a house and that was it. It was just me. I could sell everything. I had no obligations. Now it's a little harder to travel. Cause I'm like, okay, we got three little critters to take care of. And so I can understand that my friends who maybe are stuck in a great job, great benefits. They've got a couple kids that they're going to put through college. It's hard to take that risk. Cause I mean, there are several months where I made no money. I made negative money. I was putting stuff on credit cards. Right. And now it looks a lot different. And I got the freedom to work 10 hours a week. And everyone's like, how did you do it? Well, I had to go through that trough of sorrow for a long time where I wasn't eating steak dinners, (laughs) let's just say, or, or if I did, it was on a credit card, not because I had the cash. But you knew there was a brighter side in your mind, right? And that's that's where you kept the positive energy flowing is that in your mind, you knew there was a, a, a day that would provide more sun. And when yes. you continually look for that, it gets you up and it gets you out the door and it says, okay, maybe today wasn't perfect, but tomorrow's another day. I get another shot at it. And I get it, you know, for 
people out there, not everybody's made to take the risk journey that, that, you know, Chris is on. Not everybody's set up to say, okay, let me go out there. And you're not risking today, but you know, you're still taking risks because you're putting, you're putting money in yourself, right? Everybody's taking a risk, whether it's staying in your own job or, or staying in something that you've built, it doesn't matter. There's a risk said some aren't made for that. They just don't want to. So how, if you're yeah. out there and you, you know, you have kids and you have, you know, uh, your pension or whatever set in that capacity and you like, fantastic, right? That's your journey. But for each of you who's saying, I don't like where I am, I don't like that apart, there is another choice. There always is. And Chris is a representation of that. So talk to me about um, your, your investment business today. You know, so what you do from the residential side, talk to us about what you do and why you're able to do it seemingly where, where you want to be. Yeah. So when I, when I started flipping stuff from garage sales, that's when I started listening to bigger pockets and realizing like, oh, what I'm doing now I could do with properties. If anyone isn't familiar with wholesaling, you're basically flipping a contract from the seller to a buyer. You're the middleman and you get the difference. It's an assignment fee is what it's called. And so it just made sense to me. I started learning that obviously higher ticket items are going to have higher ticket commissions. I know automobile sales, residential real estate sales, those are higher ticket, for example, or even these high ticket products like, I don't know, Tony Robbins conference or something like that. But this seemed more achievable. And so I, I networked with people in my market in Houston, Texas. I met up with wholesalers and I started getting into that game and working deals with them, working with their buyers, meeting investors, meeting hard money lenders, all these different people that I needed to piece together the relationships and how it all flows together. And that led me to actually realizing that while I wasn't sure if I wanted to get my license and be a real estate agent, I saw some of the money that some of them were making for relatively little work. And I know you got to work hard and stuff, but you got to also work smart. But lo and behold, I got my license in 2019. I remember not even being sure, is this the right step? Is this a waste of time? Is this distracting me? And here I am, I'm capitalizing on so many more opportunities, referral commissions and outsourcing and people showing houses for me that I've never been to that are getting under contract. And literally my business today, I've got a show, I got showing agents, I've got transaction coordinators, and I'm even developing a team here in Denver, Colorado. So I've already got Houston set up. Denver, I've already networked with uh, investors, some sales agents, an executive assistant that I'm looking to bring on. And we're going to have a wholesaling and retail operation here. We're basically in the lead generation business, right? If someone wants to list a house retail and get top dollar, great. If someone needs to sell a house in two weeks because they're getting foreclosed on, great. We can handle either different people, different processes. But the beauty is I just got off of the phone with a top producing real estate agent. He probably, he's been in the business 10 years and he makes way more money than me, but he saw my Facebook post about how I'm making like 20 to 30 grand a month working 10 hours a week. And he called me to ask how I'm doing it because he can't he can't even take a vacation for a week or something because his business yeah, his would just business fall apart. turns over right because he's exactly the pinnacle part of the business right exactly so removing yourself and in most of your audience I'm sure has heard of or read the E Myth great book don't be the baker who starts the bakery and then you're working there till 10 p.m. you got to be the business owner step out evaluate mm -hmm. it and put people in place because that's going to be who takes you to the next level. Yeah, I love it, Chris. I mean, that's fantastic. And that's one of the biggest parts is that if you build your business up to be a business and not to be a solo business, yes. you have the ability to, to create your dreams, right? We don't want the dream of being the baker to turn out you doing the functional activities of the baker that you can't step Nightmare. out from. You can never you lose your dream. And so many and you times- you start to hate stuck. baking. <laughs> yeah, we get stuck in what's, what's no longer our dream. It's just an activity that we have to do because if we don't do it, 
what, what we thought was our dream dies on a exactly that's fantastic well chris thanks so much for being on the show man super appreciate your time for everybody who wants to connect with you learn more about you if they're in houston or denver or one of the other places that you you may shall be uh how's the best way to connect with you the best way to connect with me is going to be on instagram i'm most active on there i reply to dms as frequently as i can and my username or handle is chris bello underscore and that's my last name just b as in boy e-l-l-o or you could also visit my website, chrisbello.com. It's got links to check out my podcast and, and all that YouTube and connect with me as well. So thank yes. you so much once again for having me on. It's been great getting to uh, connect with you here and share my story a little bit today. Yeah, thank you, man. This has been fantastic. And for everyone listening, it just shows. You can go out there, take action in your day, in your life. There's never a point to stop you. It's just you. So start today. Follow what Chris is doing. He's doing a fantastic thing. Thanks so much for listening. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high-profit, cash-flow-ready multifamily properties off-market? Want to find out how to run lightning-fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi-million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step-by-step at a three-day event happening June 10th through the 12th called you guessed it, multifamily live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.